0: Welcome to Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show. If you're ready for inspiration and tips to improve your life, hear what some of the fascinating minds of today have to say. Our hope is that you'll live your passion and inspire the world. And now, here is your host, Allison H. Larson. Larson
1: Show. I'm excited to have you joining us today. Uh, today is all about women of influence. We've been doing a series over the past couple months celebrating women who are having success in their business and making a positive impact in the world. And the reason why I felt really inspired to do this is uh, the stats are always changing. But uh, just a few years ago, uh, the stats were that uh, less than 2% of female-owned businesses actually broke the seven-figure mark, so made it past the million dollars, and were much more likely to fail. And I think there's a couple of different reasons why this happens. I think just inherently men are kind of hardwired for competition and and women are hardwired for collaboration. But as you look back through the history of women grown businesses and entrepreneurs that were females, a lot of the times uh, those females were placed into a very competitive environment uh, and they had to kind of adapt to this man's world. Well, things are shifting, things are changing now, and women are on the rise. What's really cool is that of women entrepreneurs, they put 80% of every dollar back into the local community. This is not always true of of male entrepreneurs. So, of course, we love all entrepreneurs. We uh, I totally want everybody that's listening here to succeed, but I wanted to spend an extra focus and time spotlighting women that have done this and learning from them on how they did it. So hopefully, if you're listening, you're a female, you're an entrepreneur, you'll be inspired if you're if you're listening right now and you're a man hopefully you'll be inspired too because these are some amazing women that have created fabulous success in their business and today I'm really excited to have Special guest on Vinu. And uh, Vinu Keller, I want to read a little bit about her bio before we introduce her because she is amazing. She has been rocking it in her business this past year, and we're going to get some great tips from her. But here's a little bit more about her. Um, She is passionate about helping kids to feel like they are enough to combat uh, the feelings of low self-esteem. And through Vinu's coaching programs, kids open up to learn to know their worth and feel better about themselves. And uh, she believes that when your child is happy, they excel in all areas of life. Vinu has almost every title of mom. She knows all too well about the ups and downs of being a mom. The biggest gift she has learned on her journey through motherhood is that being a mom is a sacred gift that we are given. And when we realize it's not a measuring tool and focus on the connection and the gift, it's an entirely different journey. So Vinu has created a four-day program called the In-Home Turnaround that allows her to move in with families for four days, which, during which she helps bring peace back into the home and have the parents back in charge and create a more passionate relationship between the children and the parent. Some have called her the kid or family whisperer, and Vinu has a dynamic way of getting the kids and parents to be real, to be raw, to be vulnerable, which allows her to help not only mend the gaps with kids and parents, but also the relationship between both parents. Um, and through the lessons and gifts Vanu has received from her past, has helped her to be a huge advocate to make our society bully-proof. In order to do this, she speaks at schools, conferences, and any platform to teach how to improve self-worth, self-esteem, and change our story. She's the best-selling author, author of Bully-Proof and also Numb, and she's been featured on ABC, NBC, Fox, and CW. Not only that, but she has a B.S. in psychology. She's a certified life coach and a certified behavioral consultant. She's trained for Tony Robbins, and she's also coaching instructor for Joseph McClendon's, the third, um program that he has as well. So, Vinu, that's quite the bio. I kept thinking, wow, what am I going to edit out? What am I going to talk about? But I wanted to bring all those things up because uh, not only have you been creating success in your business, but also a positive impact on the world. So welcome to the show, Vinu. Thank you. It's so great to be here,
2: Allison. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> yeah, well, I would love
1: to talk a little bit about your journey of how you got to from where you were to where you are. And first of all, let's start with where you are today. You've been featured on a lot of different TV shows. You have some best-selling books out. You actually move in and help families um, to mend the relationship between parents and children. Um, how, how much success has your business had in the past year? I'd love to just talk about where you are now before we we go into your story. Uh, Share with us a little bit about the the success you've been having recently. Yeah. You know, I I feel like a lot of us all over the world,
2: this COVID thing has impacted all of us, that a lot of us went into scarcity. You know, I know for me being a coach, I was thinking to myself, who's going to pay for a life coach or a family coach or whatever when they don't even know how they're gonna put food on their table. So all of a sudden yeah. I had this mindset of scarcity. And, you know, I believe that who you surround yourself with is who you become. And I surround myself with positive people, people who are the game changers of the world. They always see a way to success. Their beliefs, their their rules to their beliefs are aligned. And I got with a group of them And they said, what if you had something that most families need now? What would that be? And I'm like, it's like, you got to think, kids are homeschooling now. Parents are finally home with their kids more than they've ever been before. They're seeing the behaviors that they've never seen before because they go to work, their kids go to school. And what you do is you get into these homes and you actually help these families to navigate what these behaviors are actually saying so they can stop criticizing them And be able to guide them in a better way. And I was like, you know what? That's exactly what I did. I kid you not. Over the last year, my business has tripled. My income has tripled. I went from barely making six figures to literally tripling that in the last year. Because of changing my beliefs, getting the right mentors, and finding out who really needs my support and help and talking with them versus talking at them.
1: Right. Well, I want to point out a couple of things about this because I think this is very important on a couple of different levels. First of all, if there's anybody out there listening right now that has kids, especially teenagers or preteens, you know that during COVID that was really hard. (laughs) The kids were home a lot. There was a huge shift. There was a lot of panic in society. You know, the parents were freaking out about what, what's going to happen. How am I going to take care of my kids? The kids are freaking out because their whole routine has been disrupted. So, um, So I really want to commend you on being able to see that gap to solve that problem. But from a business standpoint, I want to point out, too, that this is something that was so brilliant because oftentimes in business, I tell people, you know, if you want to get paid more, if you want to grow your business, then find bigger problems to solve find the problem out there that you have a solution to, that people are willing to invest their time and money to solve that problem. And as I think about this, you know, any parent out there would say, there is not any amount of money in the world that I wouldn't pay in order to have a better relationship with my child in order to help them be a healthy, happy and successful human being. So, um, I really want to point that out and commend you on that. And, and what an incredible leap in your business <laughs> to be able to triple that yes. uh, over the past year. So congratulations. I think that's awesome. I love, love, love hearing stories like that because um, it is possible out there. And so many people are like, oh, I can't do it. You know, somebody else can do it. I can't do it. Um, I want to hear a little bit more about your story, though how did you get into all of this? Like, how did you even decide I want to be an entrepreneur? I want to have a business. You you told us a little bit about why you decided to work with, with parents and kids during this time, but take us on your journey a little bit. What was your, your path that led you here? So I think it's funny because I believe
2: that I was one of those people. I believe that the rich, we're lucky. You know, people can make money. It's just not for me. Like, you know, I have my job. I have my career. This is how my life is going to start. And this is how it's going to end. Like, I really had that mindset. And, you know, I had spent over 21 years of my life suicidal. I was always looking for the exit plan because my life was just mediocre. But there was something inside of me, you know, call it my intuition or whatever, that knew I was born in this world for something greater than I was doing. I just didn't know what that was. And in 2007, um, I came across Tony Robbins by accident, and I went to one of his seminars. And it was in that moment. He says, in the moment of decision, your destiny is created. And I believe that. I was a mental health provider. I I was.
1: Hold on on just a second. I have to pause (laughs) you for just a second because I just got the chills when you said that. Will you say that one more time? What was that? quote that Tony said that just inspired you, because as you said, I got the goosebumps. I want you to say it one more time. He said that it's
2: in the moment of your decision that your d- destiny is created. And wow, I will tell you, the, de- the decision I made at that seminar was suicide was no longer an option I was going to live. I had no idea that that was the start of my new destiny. And I had no idea where I was going to start. And I know there's listeners out there that are probably feeling that same thing, like, okay, that's great. You made that choice. But now what? Now what means you put one step in front of the other and you're going to fall down and you're going to get up and you're going to make mistakes and you're going to learn from those mistakes. And I will tell you, I was a director of a mental health institution. I bartended part-time and I was another supervisor of another mental health um, doing supervision for their group homes. And I was raising two children by myself. I was doing all this work on myself to become a better me every day. And to this day, I wake up with this one question. Um, First of all, I created a morning routine because that's what successful people do. So I said, you know, I'm not going to reinvent the wheel. I'm going to do what other people do. So my morning routine starts off with this one question, and it's, how can I be better today than I was yesterday? And that's been my question since 2007. And I could say that every day I'm a better version of who I was than I was yesterday. And so I'm constantly looking to grow and to see what's next in my life versus looking at back of, why did this happen to me? You know, oh, poor me. Staying in the victim of what I thought my life was never helped me go forward. Looking at my own hero inside myself, taking me towards what I want is what has always driven me. The reason I got into parenting and uh, children is because my life as a child, we did not have money. My parents were, my mom was a single mom raising us. She's come from India um, and she did the best that she could with what she had. And I was bullied. I was bullied my entire life. I was told how ugly I was. I was told that I was never going to be anything. And the outside words became my internal language. So... I didn't know what else to see but what I was hearing. I did not realize that you can turn your pain into your power, and that's exactly what I did. So going through all this stuff, working on myself, I said, you know what? It pains my heart too much to see these kids commit suicide. So I'm going to get into these schools. I'm going to speak about suicide, bullying, and self-harm because I also used to self-harm when I was 15. I started that. That was my trajectory. I was at a school in Hawaii, I was doing a tour in Hawaii, and a girl came up to me after one of my talks, and she was crying, and she said, today was the day. And I said, okay, tell me more. And she says, I was going home to kill myself today. And she goes, but I heard your talk instead. And she goes, and I believe I'm like you. I believe that there's a reason to live, and now I just have to figure that out. But I just have to make that choice to live. And I just started bawling. And she started telling me about her home life. And in that moment, I'm like, I got to get into homes. I got to get to these parents to help change these beliefs, to create the self-worth and self-esteem in these children. See, the problem that I see every day when I'm working with these kids and I'm, you know, with the anxiety and the depression, all these other labels that we put on these children because of their behaviors, we give them these labels is, The one thing is that we want them to love themselves, but they don't even know what that looks like or feels like. So the more we tell them that, they're like, okay, I will, but what does that mean? I asked a kid today, I was coaching, he's 15 years old, I said, so what is happiness to you? He says, well, I don't know. I said, so if you don't know what happiness is, how do you know you're not happy, and how do you know you will be happy? He's like, that's such a great question, I never thought about it. I said, how many times a day do you think about you not being happy? He's like, all the time. I said, so if you know the formula of not being happy, let's create the formula of being happy. And that's exactly what we did today. And we realized
1: mm-hmm.
2: he just needed the rules for him.
1: And that's what this is all yeah. about. I
2: just had to change my rules.
1: Yeah, that's so powerful. And, you know, I want I want to bring up something here because as I hear you talk, you know, I hear that you're driven by passion, that you took – your life experiences and developed them into something that could help others. And one of the formulas that I love to use, and if, if you're listening and you haven't done this yet, do this. It's called the PEG formula. So you write down a P, an E, and a G. Make three different columns. P stands for passions, E stands for experiences, and G stands for gifts and you write down under the PCOM, like, what are the things I'm passionate about? What drives me? Um, E is for your experiences. What experiences have I had in my life that could help other people? And G is for your gifts. What are either your God-given gifts and talents or the gifts that you've developed to be able to help other people? So what I'm hearing um, you say when you talk is that, you took your passions, your experiences and your gifts and you developed them into something that could help people. And, but I want to play, I want to play, you know, devil's advocate a little bit here. And, and I totally get it because it's so important to be able to take what you're passionate about and create a business. But so many people out there are like, well, I have this good thing. I have these skills or these tools that could help people. I have these passions. I want to make a difference but I don't want to charge for it. <laughs> you know, how, how, no. how, did you break through that barrier of being like, okay, here's something really good. I see this problem. I want to help people, but now I need to create a business out of it. What was your, your journey like with that? How did you, how did you, or did you even have any of those mental barriers of like, how can I charge for this? I feel like, you know, my whole story, cause that's why I started out. And that's probably
2: why I wasn't making any <laughs> money. I was like giving all my coaching for free. I was giving all this experience for free. You know, I mean, the amount of money I've invested in myself to go further faster, I was just giving it away for free. And that's when I got a mentor. I got a coach who said, are you worth it? You know, if you save a life, what's that worth? She's like, you have six kids. One of your kids suicidal and someone's going to save their life. What are you going to pay them? I said, whatever they want. I will pay that person whatever they want if they're going to get my kid not to be suicidal anymore. And she says, exactly. So it's priceless. She says, so why can't you see your own value? What it came down to is I didn't have enough worth of myself. I didn't see my time worth. I got my worth by helping other people. So, again, that's one of the things that I had to do is change my belief around what does worth mean. Change my belief that if I take money for helping somebody – there's nothing wrong with that. Celebrate it. It's an energy. Yeah. I had to understand what money is. Money is energy. If I'm talking, and I'm coaching, it's energy. It's an energy exchange. It's giving them, like they say, skin in the game. Why would they want mm-hmm. this more than anything? It's not just the rewards because they're not going to get the rewards tomorrow. They're going to have to work for it. But it's investing yeah. the
1: time, the money it's all energy. Time and money is all energy. Yeah, and I 100% agree with you. And one of the things I want to bring up too is especially when you're in the industry of coaching or mentoring or helping other people, people will be willing to invest the time and effort um, that matches what they've invested financially in there. And so I, I actually think, and I truly believe after studying years and years of mentoring and coaching with different individuals and looking at different programs that The best results are gained when people are willing to invest in those results. So um, I love hearing your journey with that. When we come back, we're going to take a break right now, but when we come back, we're going to hear more from Dino, and she's going to give us uh, some tips on how to be able to create and grow your business, uh, some things that she used in order to help her not only become a success financially and in the business world, but also to make a great impact on people's lives. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back.
3: Listen to Sovereign Self every Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America.
0: You're tuned in to Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show. To find out more about Allison and our program, please visit SoulIntuition.com. Again, that's SoulIntuition.com. Now back to Spotlight. Here is Allison H. Welcome Larson. Welcome back
1: to Spotlight. If you're just joining us, today's show we're spotlighting Venu Keller. Venu is a woman. In business, who has been able to create success not only in her business, but also to create great impact on the world. Of course, this is part of our Women of Influence series, and it is such an honor to have you here, Venu. Just to to review a little bit for those of you that are just joining us, uh, Venu is a mom. She's passionate about helping other children and parents be able to connect, create greater relationships, to stop bullying, and to help prevent suicide uh, in children. And uh, Venu has been featured on several major TV outlets and uh, news outlets, and she also has two best-selling books out, as well as, as degrees and certifications. So, you know, I won't go into all of that again. I read your bio at the beginning, but um, I really loved hearing your journey on the first segment of how you got to where you are today, of um, how you overcame some of your struggles with suicidal thoughts and depression, and how you were able to uh, move into the space of owning your own worth and now being able to help other people so much. And I would love to just have a discussion about some of the tips or some of the things that you did to create that success in your life and in your business um, so that the people that are listening can jot those down and and recreate those in their own life. So what are your tips that you would give somebody who is wanting to grow their business and create a greater impact in the world right now?
2: So great. So there's four things that I did in the beginning and I continue to do to keep me growing. The first thing is I always have clarity. I got to get clarity. I get great mentors and coaches. I stay curious and not critical, and I'm constantly checking in to see if my rules align with the
1: beliefs I have. Oh, I love that. So so the first one you mentioned is having greater clarity. So a lot of the people that I talk to, especially women in business, I think maybe our brains are hardwired to multitask or to see possibilities and everything. But I talk with so many women and they're like, wow, I could be doing this and I could be doing this and I could be helping this way and I could be helping in that way. So how do you really focus in and gain the clarity on what you can do, because as we know, there's a saying in business, a confused buyer is not a buyer. If somebody is talking to you and they're confused about who you are and what you do, not only will they not buy your programs or purchase the things you have, but they also, you aren't going to be able to help them because they don't even know how you can help them. So what, what were your, what are your tangible tips or things that people can do to help gain that clarity? Well, I think the first thing is doing your PEG exercise, like,
2: because if you don't know what you're passionate about and you can't identify what your experiences are and what are the gifts that you've gotten out of all of that, it's going to be hard to even figure out where do you want to go from there. So I think that's like the first step of getting clarity about where you're at, what you want, and what have you experienced to give that. The other part of that is you said it in the beginning, identify the bigger problem that, the, that people need solved. What's the problem people need solved that matches or aligns with your passion, your experience, and the gifts that you have to give? Because Mm -hmm. once you realize that, you, you, you get full clarity on it.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, and I think, too, that that it's really important to realize that we all have different gifts. One of the biggest mistakes that I see people make in business is they look at somebody else that's successful and they're like, oh, I'm just going to copy what they do. or I'm just going to do what they do and I'm going to do it how they do it. And that is the worst way to run your business, especially if you're in mentoring and coaching, because People want you, and it's your gifts and your passion and your experience, and you have unique things that have happened in your life that have happened in nobody else's life that are going to allow you to solve those problems. So I love those tips on gaining clarity. Um, the next thing you talked about was coaching and the importance of having coaches and mentors. And uh, I, I just want to – this saying this came to my mind. I love this saying. There's two ways that you can learn, and this is so true in business. You can either learn by consequence or by counsel. And when you're learning by consequence, you're trying and failing and trying and failing and trying and failing. And then eventually you may find something that works, and that's fine, but it's really time-consuming. It can consume a lot of resources and uh, and or you could learn by counsel you can look to people who have done what you want to do or know how to do it and you can get counsel from them so uh, what what would you say about how to go about hiring a coach or looking for somebody to help guide you in your business growth
2: well so that's the first thing i would identify do you want a coach or do you want a mentor and real quick um a coach is somebody that that has experience that you may not have that has an idea or a hypothesis of how to get you what you really want. A mentor is somebody who has been there, been where you have at, have created their own success exactly where you want to go. So they not only have the expertise of knowing how to get there, the, the specialized strategies that you don't know, but they have the experience. So they know exactly what it's going to take. So they're not so much asking you questions, because I got I think I got stuck in that. I had a lot of coaches, right? So what would you want? What mm-hmm. would that look like? And I think I know that. But what I needed was a true mentor to say, okay, I get it. I know what you want. You want to go here. So let's talk about the mm-hmm. strategies that you need to do to get there. That's what I needed. It was those mentors that already knew the the roadmap, if you would, and knew exactly what I needed to get there and guide me through it. And it's when I got my mentors is when I really started to excel bigger and better and brighter
1: even. Yeah. And, and let's, let's talk about this just a little bit more because I know you mentioned Tony Robbins played a huge role in your life and shifting your perspective and you were at one of his events. what, What would you recommend for people? Is it like going to events and finding mentors there, that looking online. How do you, or how did you, search to find the coaches and mentors that you're working for?
2: Um, so yeah, I mean, it started out with Tony Robbins, and what I realized is that I needed somebody that was more personalized to what I was going through, to what my needs were, and to what my wants were. And what I noticed is that I was able to find better coaches for me personally by being in peer groups. And I got in peer groups of personal development, you know? I mean, Mm and Tony Robbins was a great arena to be in because I created some of my best friends or trainers with me, you know? And so just by talking to them and then becoming uh, uh, coaches themselves, I get led on to other people. And so, you know, it's kind of staying in my peer group because we, my peer group, we value the same thing. And so, and I know that they have my best interests at heart. So they're not just going to say, Hey, this person's good. Go, go pay what they want. They're really good. It's Venu. this person I think would be an amazing match for you for what you're telling me, give this person a call and let's just see what happens. That's exactly how I found the right coaches for me. And I'm not afraid mm-hmm. to interview either. So, you know, Alison, yeah. if you told me, Hey, Vinu, call this person and see how you go along. Just because I value your opinion, I I see your success, you you know who I am, I will interview that person. And if they don't align with me, I'm okay to say, you know what, thank you for your time. I got a lot out of this. I just feel like this is not what I'm looking for. And then move on Mm -hmm. because a lot of people just go off an opinion and you're not finding that right person for you.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's so true, and and you know it's really interesting in my process of finding different coaches and mentors, and as I've assisted or helped other people do the same, or as I've stepped into the role of coach or mentor, I think it's really important too in your business and also in your life to look and see like what are your strengths and what are your weaknesses. And and as you're looking for a coach or a mentor to help you with that, and I loved your distinction in the differentiation between coach and mentor, but look for somebody who's strong in those areas. I remember for me hiring my very first business coach, like I was not a business person. I was running a business and I have this desire to help people, but I didn't know, and I wasn't good at systems. You know, I was really good at the passion. I was good at the the innovation, the creation of what I wanted to have happen, but I wasn't that great at the implementation. And so, when I was first getting started in business, I looked to hire a coach that was a business coach that was somebody who was good in implementation and maybe mentors—a more correct term here—but with somebody who had built up systems in their business, who was thriving and doing really well in that area. And then there's been other times. You know, it's so interesting to you know. I, I love what you said about hanging around a community of like-minded people. Um, you. You know, we've all heard that saying. What is it? You are the sum of the five people you hang out with, and it's been attributed to several different yeah. people saying this. And I think a lot of different people have said this. But I think this is so important too. And as I got in some of those communities, I looked at some of the people that were uh, maybe one or two steps ahead of me and where I wanted to be in business or in life, and I, I said, "Who are you mentoring with? Who are you coaching with?" and and it's been amazing. And I was so surprised at how accessible some of those coaches were. Um, one of my most recent coaches I've worked with has coached Marianne Williamson and, you know, the Canadian National Olympic team and, and all these professional athletes and celebrities and, and, you know, who am I to hire that person? But when I got talking and really felt that connection and um, felt like that was the right mentor and coach for me, it was amazing. And it really up-leveled who I was and what I was doing. So, I love that so much. Okay. I want to move on to some of these other tips. So the first tip was clarity, you know, really get clear on what do you have to offer the world? What's their problem and the solution you can find. Number two, hire the mentors and coaches that are going to be able to help you get there. So what's the third tip? So the third
2: tip was be curious, not critical. Ooh, I like
1: this one. Okay. So explain that a little
2: bit more. What does that mean to be curious, not critical? So It's a tip that I give my parents. It's a tip I use every day. It's a tip I use in my business. When we are critical, we are judging. We're we're so used to being self-beaters that we don't know how to self-build. And why? Because we have to be critical. We're the ones that see our flaws. We're the ones that see what's going wrong. What if we were just curious? What if you saw a flaw in your business and you got curious about it? What if you saw an idea and instead of saying, oh, that won't work? What if you just said, well, what if this did work? What would that look like? It's being able to get in any area of your life, whether it's business, personal, uh, for yourself or your relationships, And it's taking anything that you want to judge and turn it around to say, And what if, what if this did work? What would it look like? How would I feel? How would this impact my business? And by getting curious, Mm -hmm. I just hired an amazing coach just like three weeks ago. And already I'm like understanding my whole, um, my, my vision statement, my mission statement. And it's funny because I was like doing the sexualized. I'm like, Oh, I already know this. And then again, I was being critical. So just use that example. I'm like, But what if I just dove in here? What if I just answer these questions? And oh, my gosh, (laughs) the Mm -hmm. power statement I created brings tears to my own eyes. Now, how many of you guys can really say that? Mm. That you can create something that brings tears to your own eyes, that it like shakes you to your core. And why did that happen? Because I got curious. I stopped being critical that I know this, I've done that. And I just asked myself, well, what if I just answer these questions? What if I just did this close eye process and I got really focused? on who I am and who I want to help. What could this look like? And holy cow, it is just, I don't know. I've read it to so many people that I've you I'm shaking. Like, this is amazing.
1: <laughs> so well, that's the point. I love, I love hearing that. Well, and I love hearing that. And I think there's two ways in which we're critical. And, and I'm hearing both of these from you. One is that we think we already know something, right? Uh, and Bruce Lee mm-hmm. said, "The usefulness of the cup lies in its emptiness." And so, how often I think so. So many times I've gone to a seminar, I've listened to a training. I'm like, oh, I already know that. I've already got that. I've already. But the fact of the matter is, is we're constantly developing and growing. And if we can't get curious about how else we can develop, how else we can grow, uh, what else we can learn, uh, then we're never going to experience that growth. The other way in which I think we get critical is we tell ourselves we put labels on ourselves. And just a real quick story. Mm. I remember when I was very first starting my business, my label was, I'm not good at technology. I suck at technology. I can't do anything. (laughs) And, And this was like 10 or 12 years ago. So it was a while ago but like I I would touch a computer and it would break. And I was like, there's no way I can do this. And I remember the moment in which I had a mindset shift. I was listening to uh, a mentor uh, at a seminar I was at, and they said, what if you just told yourself you were good at something? what would that look like? And so I started to get curious and I started to say, Ooh, what if I was actually really good at technology? How would that look? How would I react to the situation differently? And it was insane because within the year I was building my own websites. I had created some online programs that were up and running and I felt, and people were coming to me asking me, Hey, can you help me with this problem? And, uh, and it was, so phenomenal when I stepped out of that label or that box or that criticism I put on myself of not being good at something and just got curious and said, what if I am good at it? Now, I also recognize that that's not something I love to do. So now I hire those things out. But the fact was that I could do it. I I can be good at it. And I know that now. So really, really powerful. And and we've just got a couple minutes for a break. But I want to talk about the last one. So we've got clarity, we've got coaches, we've got curiosity. And what's the last
2: tip that you gave? So the last one is identifying what your beliefs are around your business. So I believed that I, I, I was successful, but the rules that I had that attached to success was never going to lead me to success. I was never going to make that. I, I was never going to be successful. So if that's the truth, how, how far do you think you're going to go in your business when you're constantly looking at your, your belief around success and thinking that you can't get there? You're not going to go far at all. So it's Mm. identifying what are my beliefs around my business to grow it and what are the rules that are associated with it? What makes me successful? So instead of saying I have to make, you know, $50,000 a week in order for me to be successful, my new rule is I just need to tick off everything on my calendar and show up and I'm successful. Guess what? Every day I am successful. And that mm-hmm. belief and those rules, just by changing that little thing to set me up to win every day, literally has changed my whole perception and I am successful. And there are weeks that I make $50,000 mm-hmm. now. So, <laughs> I mean, we have to be able to set ourselves up to win. If we're making our rules too hard around our belief and we don't ever feel we can win, it's going to keep us in that uh, scarcity mindset.
1: Mm, I love that so much. I think you just probably hit it home for every entrepreneur out there you know it's really we are the ones that ho- are holding ourselves back and and what are those voices and what are those rules so great advice you know thank you so much we're going to go to break now when we come back you know let's dive more into what you're doing today i want to hear more about uh, how you're helping families how you're helping parents and children connect and uh and what you're doing to really create a positive impact in the world and success in your business so don't go anywhere we'll be right back
2: replay on Fridays at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel.
0: Get unchained. influencers channel
3: sustainable success is just around the corner if you are an entrepreneur business leader or anybody looking for their next level of success tune into sustainable success with host chris salem did you know that the path to success is a long path that started many years ago the path you started on then determines what is happening now Chris and his amazing guests in their field will help you navigate the path to sustainable success every Thursday at 12 noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7.
0: You're tuned in to Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show. To find out more about Allison and our program, please visit soulintuition.com. Again, that's soulintuition.com. Now back to Spotlight. Today's special Here's guest Alison is color, and she is a woman of influence. She's created
1: massive success in her business, even in this past year, tripling um, what she's made in prior years. She's making a huge positive impact in the world, helping parents and children connect Uh, She is passionate about helping to stop bullying and prevent suicide, especially in children and teens. And uh, she also gave some great business advice. The second segment, uh, we talked about how gaining clarity, getting coaches, being curious in your business, and then really asking what are your beliefs around your business and creating new rules for success can set you up as an entrepreneur to be able to experience success. So. Vinil, you know, I would love to dive into what you're doing today because I know there's a lot of people that are listening that either have children or know somebody that has children and and uh, are going to want to hear uh, some of your programs and solutions for how to create stronger relationships between parents and kids. So I'd love to dive into more of the specifics about what you're doing now.
2: Okay, great. So there's a lot of, you know, um, I have different coaching uh, programs, like I do one-on-one coaching, coaching. Um, I have an online program that I just created. I haven't really launched yet, but it's been there. It's called Crack the Code to Parenting, Six Proven Steps to a Peaceful Family Life. And that's just like a six week online course that really helps you create that roadmap to understanding your children's behavior, to understanding how do you let go of the baggage that you've carried throughout your life so you're not parenting through those eyes and you have fresh eyes to parent, understanding what these behaviors are really saying, how to set boundaries so your kids feel safe you feel that they are safe and then also how to create an open trusting and safe space your children can communicate better with you so it's all kind of like a a little package wrapped up in 6 weeks to help you understand that also you had mentioned before Allison about my in-home turnaround program i created this about yeah. 8 years ago <laughs> <I'm curious>. um, <laughs> it's been amazing um I work with one or two families a year, and I actually have been to Australia and done this. I've been all over the United States and done this. I move into your home for four days, and in those four days, I'm going to observe what's going on. I'm going to show you how to do it differently, and then I'm going to coach you while you're doing it, and then I'm going to be a fly on the wall so you have the confidence that when I get on that plane tomorrow that you've got this. Your kids understand it's not just because I was there that you got this. It's really redefining your parenting and creating a space where your children are not going to have to have a childhood that they're, too, going to have to heal from. So many of us that get into this personal development, we're searching for something better. We're searching for answers. We're, we're trying to figure out, you know, why do I feel this way? Is it normal to feel this way? Because there's wounds that we have all had in our childhood. You know, some of these wounds create this the ongoing questions that help you but yet hurt you as well. Why does that happen? Because something has happened in our childhood. So I give parents fresh eyes to really realize that when you're curious and not critical, and you see your child as someone to hear and understand, and they feel supported by you, they start to tell you more. They start to trust you more. And then you start to have a very wholesome, bonding experience with them. So there's no more yelling at your kids, Ten times because they're not listening. They're not lying to you all the time. They're not sneaking out of the house. They're not getting on social media, even though you told them not to. Because you have a trusting relationship. I teach you how to ask better questions so your kids are feeling not intimidated or judged, but they feel like you really do care and you really are hearing them. Because when you are not judging someone, including your kids, you have the ability to guide them where you want them to go. So. These are some of the things I'm doing. I'm starting to create a membership program, which will be coming soon.
1: Um, so, yeah, lots of lots of great stuff um, is down the pipeline. I love this. Yeah, well, you know, when you as you, as you were talking, I remember there was this show Super Nanny that I used to watch all the time. I'm kind of envisioning the same thing like you move in and you're I'm sure it's a little bit different, but, you know, there could be a reality a show and making yeah. there. <laughs> but Yeah, uh, I actually yeah.
2: so I'm actually working with a producer right now with on that and it, the the, the difference is, and I'll just say this quickly cuz a lot of people think that is mm-hmm. number one, I'm a mom of six kids. She's never been a parent. Number two, I'm not mm-hmm. so much into punishing because if a child's having a behavior, instead of punishing him for it, it's get curious about it. And I live with
1: you. I don't leave to a hotel. I get to see things that mm. people don't get to see because I'm staying in your house with you. <laughs> yeah. I always wondered that as a mom watching that super nanny show, I'm like, wow, how does she know this? Like, <laughs> she was she coming more from a nanny perspective. So I love that you're coming more from a mama perspective. And yeah, so I, I'm just curious. So like, I've got, you know, I've got, teenagers and young adult children, and and, uh, I'm working on my relationship with them constantly. I know I've got other people that say, hey, I've got a preteen or I've got a teenager. I'm really struggling with my relationship with them. What's what's the first thing that they can do? I I know you have some information out there, but but what's the first step? Because I think that's so many people's frustration is they're noticing, you know, this child, this sweet child that they've had you know, growing up now turning into a teenager, they're becoming defiant. They've maybe noticed some lies. They don't know. Do I crack down? Do I open up? Um, I was just talking with a friend of mine the other day and she says, you know, I have these family adventures planned and I really want my oldest to come, but he's a preteen. He does not look like what the others do, but I don't want to leave him at home because I just don't know what he's going to do. Like what kind of things he's going to be looking at, or if he's going to get in trouble. And, and um, you know, for somebody like that, what, what's the first, Step, what's the first part of the process that they can do uh, to find out more information or to, uh, you know, find out more about your programs or the things that you offer? Is there another suggestion that you have? What do you do when you first start noticing that?
2: So uh, you're going to hear me say this over and over again. Get curious, not critical. And specifically with this, ask your child, like with that situation, what would it mean for you to go with us and what does it mean for you to stay home? And because when we as moms look at it as we don't want them to be left out. We want them to feel like they're part of the family. They are part of the family. What if that child is not looking at it the same way you are? So now you're already coming to conclusions. You're already creating stories in your head and the meaning in your head, and your child's never even looked at it that way. And so we have to get curious and ask them, what does it mean for you? If I say no to you, what does no mean to you? Because a lot of times no to them means you didn't hear them, you don't care, and it's always going to be no. So now they got to figure out a way so they can get a yes. And that's where lying comes Mm -hmm. in. That's where manipulation comes in. But if you got curious and asked them, and, you know, I do this. Like I ask my kids all the time questions. I ask them, how do you know I love you? Because I want to make sure that they know that I love them, and I want to see how they can interpret what I do as love versus because you're my mom you're supposed to. And mm-hmm. I want to yeah, make sure yeah, I yeah. know their formula. What's their formula? Like I mean, I look at you and Gerald. You guys have a beautiful relationship that you guys share with the world and it's just absolutely beautiful. I think you guys have been on what, fourteen honeymoons now. <laughs> and <laughs> what what I see success thus is that you guys know each other's formulas to feel loved, to feel appreciated. And you both give that to each other because you know each other's formula. What if we did that with our children too? What if we knew our children's formula to be seen, loved, appreciated? What would that do for your life?
1: Mm. Well, you know, uh, as you were talking, I, I was thinking about my own journey as a teenager, you know, I was relatively good, but I definitely had my moments of doing good air quotes, you know? <laughs> uh, and, uh, <laughs> And I, I just remember the times when I felt like my parents weren't listening to me, I did exactly what you're talking about. I thought, well, how can I get what I want, um, without upsetting my parents? And so sometimes that led to lies or it led to half truths or it led to manipulations. So it's not like I wanted to do that, but I think that, you know, children, that's, that's, I mean, it's just human beings. It's kind of what we do and how we're hardwired, but especially children who don't have some of the understandings and, and don't have the, You know, firm foundation of who they are yet. It's like, well, how can I get around this rule or how can I get what I want um, if I'm not feeling listened to? So I think that's, that's a really good point too, um, that you bring, that you bring up. And I know that you talked about giving a gift away to our listeners today. If there's somebody listening right now that is wanting a good place to start when it comes to creating better relationships with their children, could you tell us a little bit about that?
2: Yes. So I wrote a book last year. Um, it's on Amazon, but I would love for your listeners to get it for free. If they go to my website, it's venuinspires.com. It's V-E-E-N-U-I-N-S-P-I-R-E-S.com backslash ebook. It is teach your children that they're enough. It's a quick read. There's three chapters. You'll get lots of tangible um, strategies. There's also, because a lot of people are like, well, I know my kid feels their self-esteem. I could tell. Take the test. There's a little quiz I created in there that you could give your child. Maybe give it to yourself. You know? I mean, I feel like I have great self-esteem. And then when you take the test, you're like, well, oh, maybe I am missing that part. Because all it is is a real check-in, right? Like, what are the things that we're not seeing? Because
1: those blind spots, when when they're revealed to us, that's where we really can grow. I love that. And, and is this for, what are the age ranges that this is pertinent for?
2: So I would say any parent, any parent, like I have a 27 year old. And when I was writing this, I was thinking about even some of these strategies. I'm like, you know what? I think the strategy would actually work with my 27 year old right now because we were going through something. So <laughs> it, it was great writing it. Cause it was a pretty good review for myself, I guess, but you can use it for any child, right? It's, It's really just learning how to be present with your child. How do you get curious, not critical? You know, how what does it look like to give them responsibility so they feel their worst? So there's just different Mm. areas that really just pinpoint these three simple things that you can do that can change your whole child's perspective about
1: themselves. Mm, I love that. So make sure and grab that gift, go to vnewinspires.com backslash ebook uh, to get that and and know, as we're wrapping up our show today, there have been so many things that have stood out to me that I think are so crucial, not only for business, but also as parents. You know, usually when I have uh, business owners and female entrepreneurs on the show were, were geared a little bit more towards uh, business stuff, which we definitely talked about. But I loved also hearing about this idea of creating better relationships because there's so many entrepreneurs out there, so many business owners out there that have sacrificed their relationships with their families for their business or that are struggling right now or that don't know what to do with their kids. So this is a great um, baseline guide. I hope everybody goes and gets that book because that's going to be so powerful. Uh, if there was one message that you wanted to leave with listeners today, what would that be? Well, especially for entrepreneurs,
2: don't ever forget your why of why you created your business. Because if you have a family, most of us were propelled to go forward because we wanted to do something better for our community but ultimately we wanted to do something better. We wanted to leave a legacy for our kids. Don't let that legacy be you always worked and they never saw you. Remember the balance. Always remember mm-hmm. your family is what fuels you.
1: Mm-hmm. I love that so much. And and unfortunately I had to learn that lesson the hard way as my business was flourishing growing years ago. Um, you know, I was experiencing all this business success, but some of my most important relationships were falling apart. And, and I really learned that it's, Sometimes we, we're we doing and going after things that we think make us happy at the expense of what really makes us happy. So I love that. I want to second that and just uh, leave with really tune in and check in. What are your most important things in your life? And um, and I bet some of those are going to be your relationships, especially with your children. So make sure as you're growing your business, you do that in balance. You knew, thank you so much for joining us today on the Spotlight Show. Um, for those of you who want to listen back to the replay, you can go to Voice America, just Google Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show. it will pop up on Voice America on several different podcast platforms. And make sure and share the show with your friends uh, so that they can get this knowledge and advice, too. I really believe that it's the sharing of knowledge and the sharing of our expertise that helps us grow as a community. And um, so thank you so much. And Stay tuned for more episodes of Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson show coming up over the next few months. We've got some more great topics and really amazing guests to spotlight. So thank you for tuning in. I'm Allison, and you've been listening to Spotlight.